You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Hey guys, we're back again. I don't forgot the episode number. <laughs> this is episode I- seven, season six. <laughs> I think we should start over. <laughs> Ain't no start over. No, yeah. this we keep this in. Yeah, we rolling with it. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. <laughs> this will be the perfect moment for like a Patreon or a bloopers video, but you know we we get to it eventually. Yeah, y'all get y'all get some a little something something. All right. So, question of the day, y'all Mm-mm. won't. Because <laughs> you already, you didn't already messed up. Who are you? Oh, I feel like they should know this by now. It don't matter. I've been coming on here for 15 years saying, I'm Shariah. And I'm Maine. <laughs> and we are the new kids. Yeah. How hard was that? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was very hard, if I must say so myself. Anywho, question of the day. I need to bring my sound effects back. I would rather you not, but sure. The disrespect. You know, that's fine. Anywho, question of the day, and Jermaine is going to answer it first, and then you will hear from our lovely guest up next, and then I'll go last because I don't have an answer. All right, so the first question is, or the question is, how do you define friendship? I think that is a very interesting question because, when we think about relationships just in general, they can look different for people. But when you specifically look at friendship, I think the overall concept of friendship is the same. No matter who you talk to culturally, you know, that base of friendship is there. And for me, I define friendship as a bond, of course, um, a relationship between two people, typically platonically, uh, where you can lean on that person for support whether it be moral, emotional, spiritual, and you build that trust Period. and grow. I like that. What about you, kid? What do you? How do you define friendship? Oh, hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just introduce myself. We're going to get to that in a second. We're going to um, get there. Get get there. there. All right, Over. cool. Uh, I kind of mirror, um, echo what Maine said. I think friendship is... Um, definitely that important bond between uh, two people um, built upon trust where, you know, both parties are supporting one another, you know, um, in whatever ways they need support, um, especially because, you know, different friendships require different things. Sometimes people need um, a motivator or an inspiration, um, but it's just whatever is the um, bond that connects the two people that makes them value one another and trust one another. Yes, that's good. So my definition will pretty much be the same. I actually, um, kid kind of said part of what I was going to say is that like, you know, there's different levels to friendships and you have to understand like what type of friend you are to somebody is not the type of friend that they might be to you. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I would say the biggest thing for friendship is communication. Like, tell me what kind of friend you want me to be. So I can either say, yes, I'm going to be that friend or I can say, hell no. Nah, and you need to find another friend. 
whichever way it's gonna go, you know. So um, I I like all of y'all's um explanations of friendship, but yeah, that's how I put it. You know, just know who your friends are, know who you can go to for you know what kind of support, and that's that. I actually was gonna start singing that first friends. How many of us have? <laughs> not the Golden Girls theme. <laughs> That's what I definitely thought Thank you were about the go- Golden Girls theme. Not Ooh, friends. Oh. How many of us have them? <laughs> like, ain't that like? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's what came to my mind. Okay, <laughs> that's fair too. <laughs> Listen, everybody don't got no friends. Anywho. That made me think of that video of uh, Tiana Taylor's baby when she was like, I'm not going to be mean to no friend. <laughs> and if they don't have no carrots, I'm going to share my carrot. Shout out to Junie. I love Junie. She's amazing. <laughs> All right. So, the Millennial Minute. This is the portion of the show where we like to highlight other millennials and give their business a shout out using our platform. So, I will go first today. I actually have two. Proud of myself. Y'all, I wish I could do a round of applause. I wish I could see my face right now because if you know, you know. Dealing with Shariah. The disrespect, first of all, don't come for me. So I'm going to pick two because I think one of them I may have already used in the past. So just in case, I'm picking two. Um, The first set I'm going to pick, their their names are Kayla and Kristen. Um, I forget where they're from. Um, I believe they are in Texas now, but they are the host of a podcast that I've been listening to lately called Black True Crime, where they discuss um, black serial killers or black murderers. And if you know me and Jermaine, you know that that's something we have in common. (laughs) We like to watch uh, criminal stuff. So, yeah, they're uh, really good. They kind of make listening to those type of things enjoyable. Sometimes, you know, you have crime podcasts that are just kind of like dry and just Stick to the facts. They like to have fun, have a good time. So shout out to them. Also shout out to uh, one of their hosts is actually pregnant. So congratulations, oh, congratulations. girl. Um, and they make you feel like family. So I have decided that in my head I'm their third sister. <laughs> and that's just, it just is what it is. Uh, and then my second person I'm going to pick, um, her name is Tanisha. She has a company called 22 Glow. It might be 22 and Glow. One of them. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. Yes, we will put it in the notes. But she makes um, natural scrubs and body butters and soaps and all kinds of good stuff. So make sure y'all head on over to her Instagram page and shop with her. Tell her I sent you. It ain't going to mean nothing, but just tell her I sent you anyways. Um, and if you are a person that likes a specific scent, she has like a little bit of everything. And she can even make stuff if she doesn't have it. So Check her out. I'm a fan of the Baby Fresh because that's just a good smell. And that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. So my Millennial Minute shout out is going to go to my homegirl, Courtney B. She hey, is Courtney. a realtor in the state of Michigan. You can find her Instagram at Courtney underscore B underscore the realtor. And if you're looking for real estate, just want to check and see what's around the state of Michigan, Definitely hit up Courtney and check her out. And, of course, we'll link her profile in the show notes as well. Yeah. It's lit. Look at us knowing all these businesses. Okay, period. I'm very proud of myself for having two today. And I even have a new kids university topic. But We are oh, on a roll. Can, that's, can, that's can I it. shout out? Yeah, go ahead. A, a go business. ahead, please. Um, I want to shout out uh, at whipped by wit MUA. Okay. On Instagram. Okay. Um, y'all can follow her. It's dope makeup artist. We'll link her in the show notes as well, so and you can. She's been doing makeup for the celebs and stuff lately, so. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm gonna need her. I need to uh, figure out my Beyonce look. Say less. I'm booking. Oh, chill. Because I'm trying to have a time, okay? okay. <laughs> Better get down here early, man. Oh, we, I know. We, we, we already doing a pole party bus situation. Yeah, yeah the, party bus, we got the Tigers game. I know. We, yeah, day. that's why we're doing a party bus, because ain't nobody trying to find no parking. Yeah. Just drop me off on the corner, bro. Everywhere <laughs> is going to be $50 of parking. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. that's why. Not even, not even playing that game. Nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could have shouted out the party bus owner. Okay, for you might have. You know what? Me. Let me get you together. Come back to me. All right. Call me back. Okay. <laughs> okay. So while Sharia is gathering her things, we are going to go to wait. Don't, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. This is right here. Okay. All right. We're back. So, <laughs> Sharia, shout out to Eli. Um, his business is called Motor City Party Savers. Um, he has a bounce house and he also has a party bus. So, yeah. Okay. So shout out to stuff. Eli. Shout out to Eli. Hope you're ready for me and my friends. Okay, because... It's about to get real ghetto. Oh, bless your heart. Jesus wept. Okay, now are you ready <laughs> for the New Kids University? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? It's on you, girl. This is your section. All right. So, put on your professor hat. Sit down in class with Professor Maine as we talk about a topic that is rising in prominence. I feel like it's been around for a few years, but now... With, you know, new technology, it's exploded on the scene. And that is the rise of AI. And no, I'm not talking about Allen Iverson. (laughs) I mean artificial intelligence. And what I mean by that is that, of course, you know, we've seen talk about AI and like, you know, machinery and different types of processes and programs or organizations. But over the last two years, we've seen a rise in the use of AI in things like education. And I've been seeing a lot more of students and teachers express either positive or negative um, reviews about the use of AI and its place in the education system. And I actually had a really conversation, a really good conversation earlier today with some of my boomer elders. Y'all know how I feel about them, but Lord, we gon' we've been doing gonna, good this season, Jermaine. We, we gonna have make not it. Any I know we gonna make it, y'all. But um, you know, I think that AI is a new concept and it's, you know, when things are new for a lot of people, it can be very scary Mm -hmm. and they automatically jump to the negative and how it is going to be used inappropriately without um, really assessing the situation. I did see something floating around on social media about a teacher using it to accuse students of plagiarism and Mm. that can be very dangerous if You're asking artificial intelligence, did this student plagiarize this paper? If they come back and say yes, but the person didn't really plagiarize, what type of role is this AI playing in this student's educational future? Yeah, especially depending on what level of education. Especially. If you're in in college, that can be one and done. Whole degree just gone. gone. And there are, you know, there is software that professors have been using for Mm -hmm. years and decades to spot things like plagiarism. But I think when you start to lean too heavily on the use of AI for that type of function is where things can get a little murky. Uh, And then on the opposite side, as students, you know, we're starting to see a lot more high school students, college students utilizing AI to assist them in, you know, writing papers and things like that. But you also want to be too careful and leaning on it because you don't know where that information is being pulled from. Is it peer reviewed? Is it scholarly reviewed? Do you have the right sources? 
you know. So or is it writing the same thing for each person that's asking exactly. about that particular topic? So I think it's definitely, it can definitely be a beneficial tool. And even in the workplace, you know, people are starting to use AI to screen resumes, mm. to um, yeah. conduct interviews, Not to conduct, um, you know, job descriptions, to create those, to conduct performance evaluations. So this is one of those things where, you know, people freak out because they think AI is going to take over the human function, but we cannot solely rely on AI mm-hmm. to perform human behaviors. They can be a tool and a resource for people like consultants, for organizations, for students, for teachers, for professionals. But it is it is never, I think, going to get to a point where it can replace a human because it just doesn't have that perception yeah. factor. You know, it, it can't negate with nuance and taking into account someone's like specific voice, someone's mm-hmm. specific style. It's too generic. So, yeah. you know, as you're navigating this professional world today and you start to see more and more of AI being incorporated into the workplace, into the educational setting, you know, just be mindful of how you're using it and how it's being used around you. And you can also be a resource for others. You know, if you are more savvy in its use, mm-hmm. You know, you can teach those around you how to properly use it as a tool to, you know, boost everyone up. Yeah, or, I agree. I was going to say, and just as a prime example of not leaning into it heavily, um, allegedly, now we have, it hasn't been proven as of yet, but there is a rumor circulating on the internet that John Morant's latest apology um, was, was written by, by AI. AI. Well, we, we're starting to see AI creep into all industries. Like, mm-hmm. there was... Um, I, know, I feel like this was either last year or two years ago where um, production companies or like music labels were creating AI generated artists. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because I remember the white one was saying nigga. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, no, it was the, in the metaverse. Yeah. It was a metaverse <laughs> artist. The yeah. metaverse is, you know, a style of AI. Yeah. And I think like I, I want to say over the past year or so, I've seen TikTok videos where people are creating like what you would consider a mashup between two artists, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. using AI to generate that and sound and that voice. Yeah. Their songs it's, are yeah, awful. and so you can you can obviously tell. And it's always funny because it's it's almost like they don't want to play pay black creators, black musicians, black artists, black professionals to do the work, but then they want to create an AI that sounds that's black. you know crafted off of the what they consider is the black style, mm-hmm. and wonder why it sounds you know, generic or awful. On the flip side, um, and shout out to uh, Gino. He's a um, songwriter from Detroit out in L.A. Um, He did a whole um, video about AI Mm -hmm. in the music industry. And there's, I forgot her name, but there's an artist who had an AI model generated after her voice Mm -hmm. and her past lyrics and things like that and leaned into it and basically said, hey, if you write a song featuring my AI, I'll split the royalties with you 50-50. Well, and I think in that instance where the the artist is the one behind the creation yeah. and in control, you know, in those instances, AI can be used as a tool to reach places that they may not be able to reach as an independent artist. Like mm-hmm. you, because think about it with the Internet by itself, you know, when the Internet first became a thing, it opened up a whole new world and a whole new reach where people like previously couldn't even dream existed. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm in the U S and I can connect with people, you know, 
countries over Mm -hmm. just by the click of a button. And the same thing can be said with AI. You know, it can, again, be a tool for people to foster connections if they are the ones genuinely behind that creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I watched this one video where this guy was making, like, music using AI, and he, like, changed his voice to Kanye West's voice, and, like, it sounded very, very close, which is scary to me because... My thought is, if you can do that for, like, a song, what else can you, mm-hmm. you know, use it for? And then what happens when, you know, just using Kanye as an example, you know, his name gets a little, you know, a different reaction from different people. Yeah. So what do you do if somebody uses AI to say something, you know, problematic or whatever and pass it off as Kanye? Like, you know what I mean? I, I feel like it's far-fetched, it's a very but slippery, it can happen. I mean, it's the, not far-fetched, though, because you, you have things like deepfakes where— on TikTok alone, you can search, like, deepfake a celebrity, and you can find videos that creators, content creators on TikTok have made of celebrities walking, talking, moving, and it looks just like the person, but it's computer-generated. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the, the where people get nervous is because we're now in the age, and we were in the age of information. Now mm-hmm. we're in the age of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just think about with the 2020 election and all the mm-hmm. information that was floating around on Facebook and mm-hmm. yeah. crazy stats yeah. and things mm-hmm. about COVID and things, you know, just all those hot topics. And with AI, like you were just saying, like you can make people say things that they never said mm-hmm. and people and will be believe believed. it yeah. Yeah. like as fact yeah. like hey did you see this this video on YouTube mm-hmm. it showed Trump admitting he did X Y and Z and Joe yeah. Biden said he was gonna do this and he you know assumed this and look at this video Hunter Biden it's real and so I mean it, it, it's, it can work both ways like yeah. you just kind of find a have, have to find that, that middle ground of yeah. and we're know, also usage. in like unregulated territory mm-hmm. kind of like when, when we think about things like cryptocurrency you know when when cryptocurrency was first introduced, it was completely unregulated. Like, the government yeah. had never seen anything like this before. So, there were no laws. You know, mm-hmm. there were no um, guidelines, boundaries. And so, now, legislators are scrambling, trying to regulate, out, yeah. you know, how, you know, people utilize this currency because it's becoming more and more popular. And then you start to see it impact other areas of, you know, everyday life, like, you know, using things like Cash App, and now you have to report, you know, over certain thresholds, you know, you have to report, like, cryptocurrency gains, you know, if you sold, if you bought, when you're doing your taxes, and it's just really interesting to see how, as we evolve as a society with technology, how that impacts every other facet of life. Yeah. I think that also brings up the point, like how you said it's kind of unregulated of how, um, you know, TikTok has the whole lawsuit going on with the government trying to regulate, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things with TikTok. And I was watching like part of the interview with the TikTok founder and and they were asking him like, well, why doesn't TikTok do this in this country? And he's like, well, that country has laws against this. So that's why I didn't do this or, you know, these different changes. But I think that also ties into the fact that like, 
when we have stuff like AI and, you know, these things that do need to be regulated, we have to look at who's in the seats to regulate oh, these Lord, things. Please. And they're old as hell. As fuck. <laughs> so Get them out. Ain't that lady, ain't that lady like 90? Yeah. And she was gone for like two and a half months. And they won't just like... And she won't retire. She won't retire. They can't replace her until she retires. And then you're just holding up a seat. You can't vote on nothing. Uh, you ain't been there in six months. Girl, do you even know what's going on? Are you even, like, not even trying to be funny. Are you coherent? Like, do you know... <laughs> Do you know anything at this point? Because this is just crazy. And that has a direct impact on our political future. Like, Mm -hmm. by her holding this seat, if, you know, for whatever reason, the next election, the seat becomes empty. If we have a different majority, then, uh, you know, the right one, it could just create chaos. So, the lesson in today's, boomers, get your asses out the way. Get out of here. Boo. (laughs) Please. Please. You don't even go here. (laughs) That was good. And I'm glad that yours was really good because Shiloh, I don't got nothing. I thought you said you had something. Oh, I did. I did. I lied. I'm sorry. <sighs> so, my bad. I've been running into this issue and I thought that maybe it was just me, you know? But I have learned that it is not just me and um, some of my other peers at work, we have shared this conversation. So, I'm going to ask y'all this question. If you're at work, let's say it's, you know, a Tuesday morning, I don't know, just whatever. Somebody's emailing you a request, and that request does not have a greeting on that email. Does that bother you? Do you think it's rude? Uh, Yes. Okay. I, it's, I feel like it's not proper workplace etiquette. You... If you're having a, you're not gonna just walk up to somebody and start talking. Exactly. You're gonna say yeah. some type of greeting. So why it would make sense that you're you're communicating with me. You say at least you hi, say hi, hello, or something. So I've been running into the issue of people not saying hi. Um, also, my position is a very interesting one, which I won't really say on here because y'all might try to get me fired. Um, <laughs> but you know, people only come to me at a certain point in time in their career. And so they have all started, like, talking amongst each other and sharing my contact information. So I just keep getting, like, these random emails, and it's, like, nobody saying, like, good morning or hello. Um, They're calling me, and I'll say my name, and they'll, like, repeat my name back to me wrong. Mm. Um, Mm. Or they'll send me my—one of my peers has a bad habit of just, like, putting my first name. Like, the email just say Shariah, comma, and then whatever she wants. And I'm like, this is weird. And I don't like that how it like starts off the communication because that's a big struggle for me. I don't like for anybody to even text me without saying like good morning or hey or hello or something. But I know that's a little bit, you know, extreme. Because oh, I'm like, I don't never say good morning. I just be like, <laughs> uh. I don't know. It just, I don't know. I guess I was just raised like, you know, you speak to people when, you know, when you see them. So I would be different via um, and, communication. And the other part of it too is a sign of respect. Yeah. yeah. Because like, we are in a professional setting. Exactly. The expectation is that as you're communicating with someone, you greet them appropriately. Mm-hmm. And you want something from me. Right. I'm not bothering you. you coming over here asking me stuff. So I just think that people need to work on um, different communication styles and understanding that everyone doesn't communicate the same way. Um, because I will say the people that I have the problem with, they all have the same skin mm. color and it's not Shocking. the same as ours. Shocking. So... <laughs> It's a common thing that I've noticed over the years. And it's just annoying. It's not hard to say, you know, hello, good morning, or whatever the case is. So start greeting people so that the communication can start off on a good note. Period. That's it. So now it's time for the lightning round. Kid, are you ready? Oh, I I got... So I'm part of this? I thought I had my own, like, separate... 
you, you will. will. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. But the lightning round is just a quick moment for our listeners to get to know you. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. You have 15 seconds to answer the questions, but nobody's actually counting. It just sounds good to say that you have 15 seconds. Okay. So um, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure <laughs> okay. at all because I'm making up these questions as we go. Okay. So some of them are, you know, general, but, you know, okay. some of them might be new. Ready? All right, go. Okay. East side or west side? East side. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite Coney Island? El George's. Okay. Now. Six Mile, rather. Okay. This is my favorite question. If you were in a dance battle for your life, are you going to hip roll or are you going to jit? I'm going to jit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Hey. laughs> like, wait, what? Hey. I don't think there's ever a situation where anybody would have to be in a dance battle for their life, but you, you know, never know. You never know. You ain't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like I said, you never know. Yeah. And I feel like as a Detroiter, you got to be able to do one of the two. One yeah. of the two. You got to be able to do something. Okay. Um. 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 I'm trying to think of two more questions because it's normally five. Um. Okay. What is your favorite song to play when you're DJing? Dom Kennedy when I come around. Okay. You answered that a lot faster than I thought you were going to answer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lightning round. <laughs> okay. All right. So, last question. Now, I was thinking of this question earlier. If you had like unlimited resources, right? Access to anybody and whatever you need, and you had to put together a tour, what artist would be on your tour? How many artists do I get? Let's say five. That's, that's a, a lot. A, <laughs> five is a lot. That's a steep tour. Is it a two-day tour? Jeez. Yeah, it's a festival. Are we doing Saturday, Sunday? Um, all right. Uh, so the headliner um, <laughs> headliner will be Beyonce. Okay. Um, um, this is a tough tour, though. Cause I, I mean, my my expectation is like really high, okay. but it would have to be like Beyonce. I feel like I would want to put Hove in there because I mean Hove is my like favorite. Oh, he's gonna be there performer. Yeah. But I feel like for a overall show, mm-hmm. I think Drake would probably be better. Okay, yeah. So I, I would that. I would do Beyonce, Drake. Um, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Breezy in there. I gotta okay. throw Chris. I see. I haven't seen Usher though, and I, I feel like do. I feel like I feel like once I see Usher, that may change my yeah. whole view of how I of like so. of how high yeah. I hold Chris Brown as a performer. Yeah. So you've so, never seen Usher at all, or you've just no, never I've, seen the residents? I've never seen Usher at all. Okay. Okay. Like okay. I think once I go and see him, I'm, I'm trying to get out to Vegas because also I've never been to Vegas before. Oh. Yeah, I haven't been oh, a lot yeah, of places. We need to talk about this, yeah. man. Because we're, yeah. we're trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I want to go see Usher. But I, I for right now, I would have Breezy. Okay. So I would have Beyonce, Drake, Breezy. Um, I would also throw... Um, man. Because I need somebody ratchet. Yeah. I need, I need some... I, I, yeah, I need yes. some... Um, as crazy as it sounds... I'm going to throw, and they put on a hell of a show, more than you will realize. I'm throwing Yin Yang Twins in there. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they put on a show. Ridiculous. They put on a show. A whole yeah. show. They would have to be like the opener. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. would set the tone right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, they, yeah. So crazy, then who would go on? So Beyonce's headliner, I got Drake, 
uh, before her. I got Breezy before him. Who would be my middle person after Yin Yang? Because I, I got to have a throwback person. Um, I need somebody with like a bunch of club bops, but also some R, like an R&B club. Like Breezy fits that, but Breezy is like right there in the middle of the show. Yeah. And he's perfect. Um, no, I'd have to be somebody wavy. I, I think I'd probably take Dom. I think okay. I would take Dom okay. Kennedy. Yeah. I would go to that show. Yeah, yeah I would go to fire. that show. I'm definitely going just for the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah, man, they they put on Listen. every time Millennium Tour. If the, if yeah. they not on Millennium Tour, it's yeah. it's it's a hard gonna... it's hard for me to not go. Cause they every time I think about that uh, that tour, I think about like we were you know we my mom bought us floor seats like she surprised me with tickets to the concert. I'm like oh sweet, and we're like in the aisles. The Yin Yang Twins are going like everybody's twerking, and the lady like the little usher lady, she's like you have to get out of the aisles, and I'm like ma'am, do you hear the Yin Yang Twins? <laughs> Yeah. Leave me alone. Girl, why is you bothering me? <laughs> go away. Again, and I think she was a boomer, too. That's why old people need to See? go on Monday. Well, that's kind of also, to that report that came out of, um, about LCA. I think they said 80% of the people that work there don't even live in Detroit. Well, yeah, I not that. shocking. And this is, oh, this is one ush. <laughs> is it the old man? No. So, my auntie, if y'all know my auntie. Hey, girl. Hey, auntie. Hey, auntie. She has uh, season tickets for the Pistons. She has, she sits behind the bench, right? And there are sometimes some games that she don't want to go to. She'd give me her tickets. And this is one usher. Why I ain't never get invited? I know, right? Me either. Let's not. <laughs> I like basketball. Let's not. We will I talk like we will talk about this off, offline. Too. Please do. Anyway, this one usher, she is the rudest lady I have ever met in my life. Like I be I be wanting to just like push her in a wheelchair away from LCA. Okay, just roll her down okay, the street. Okay, just roll her down the street. Cause like Charles. Like, yes, because she's just so unnecessarily rude. And <laughs> it's like, man, those bubbles. I know that you take your job very seriously, and I get that. But you can very clearly see that I have a ticket for this seat right here. So all this extra BS you're doing, it's not necessary. Too much. Oh, child, don't even get me started on these boomers. Ooh. I couldn't imagine being, like, courtside at one of those games because, y'all, I was having a whole moment when we went to the, we so, went to a semi-pro game. Yeah, so at, really? if, y'all, if y'all follow the new kids on social media, you'll yeah. see that Shariah and I took a field trip to go see my little brother, James, who is a semi-pro. Um, he His title just got changed. I want to say he's the lead assistant coach now. Yay, for the KW Titans out in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. Ooh. Yes. It was too much. It was a lot. It's a, it's a lot of words. Shout out to Dave. Yeah. Ask Dave. Ask Dave. You see his name everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I was like, damn, who was Dave? But Shariah and I had a time courtside. It was great, but it was also a very scary experience because um, I did not realize how big those men were. And um, when you're sitting down, like you're much lower than them. And I was like, they're going to fall on us. And it's this a ball, is going to be a problem. going to fly this way. I just knew I was going to get hit in the head. <laughs> it was wow. very scary. We were also very drunk. So yeah. This had to be wrong. during the daytime, is it not? Yeah. But I was turned at, at a semi-pro it was, game? It yeah. was at like 7, 7 p.m. Oh, well, that's like a game game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they have like, you know, they have bars They have stuff, a bar on the floor. Know. In Canada? Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> It was a good time. We were lit. A time was had. Okay, it was, that's it was what's great. up. And, and they won, so shout out to them. Yeah. Their season just ended, but shout out to them. Yeah, and shout I can't out to go back. Me Gotta neither. Go Gotta run it back. All right. Is this my section? Yes, it is. All right. 
So now is the time where we're going to allow kids to introduce himself a little bit. And then we're going to get in his business by answer, asking him all of these questions. So if you want to tell the people who you are. Cool, cool. Um, what's up, world? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm Kid for short. Uh, uh, my name is DJ Kid McFly. Um, at I am Kid McFly on all socials. A um, little, little bit about me. Um, born and raised in Detroit uh, on the east side. And then moved my pops. So now I was in Southfield. So I kind of like. Rep Eastside and Southfield. Okay. Um, 10 mile, 100 years. <laughs> uh, then uh, started Love Music at an early age. Um, you know, my parents' record collection, just listening to a lot of different things growing up. Um, on my mom's house, I would hear gospel and Tina Marie and the B-52s and Aaron Neville, get a mix of that. Then with my dad, I would hear like Miles Davis, Coltrane, Gap Band, Tupac. Like, mm-hmm. So an eclectic um, man. Yeah, yeah, X-Clan, The Last Poets. Like, mm-hmm. I would just get a lot uh, on both sides. So I was always, like, had a, a diverse music, like, background. Um, and then also I did uh, sing sing and dance. So I did um, choir. How did I never know that? Yeah. Okay. I, I did choir at Second Congregational Church at, uh, for a few summers. Like, I would go there as a summer program, and I would just learn choir. So. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I was a soprano, and then as I got older, I turned into more of an alto. Uh, I, was about to say, I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we didn't hurt ourselves trying to sing soprano. Man. Um, but then did, like, uh, Michigan Theater and Dance Troupe, so I was singing and dancing there. Um, did ballet. Um what? I, I wish I just found Are we friends for real? Like, <laughs> I got a lot. I don't we share. We started right? off this episode talking about friendship, but I'm starting to feel <laughs> a little bit. Feeling some type of way. Yeah, I did. A, I have. A, I got a crazy. I mean, I don't talk a lot about my background too. Clearly, because yeah. we've been friends what? for years. Had yeah. no idea. Yeah, um, ballet, uh, and then I went to, like in middle school. Uh, well, elementary and middle school, I, I went to like African Center Education, okay. and um, I learned. Um, how to do African dance, and I also know how to play the djembe, the African drum. Shout out Baba Kafense teaching me all that all them years. Um, so fancy. Uh, so that was like my 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 Kids. creative talent, yes. yeah. And then yeah. essentially, like I was really smart in school, and as much as I wanted to like get in programs to teach me DJing, my dad was like, "I'm not." Paying for you to go to <laughs> yeah. school I feel like and be every a DJ. Black yeah. Kid that grew up in like the nineties, two thousands, always had that one thing that they wanted to do, and their parents were just like, "Nah, nah. yeah, you know, like you can do it for fun, yeah, but yeah. you can watch my money, nah, yeah." Like my pops legit was just like, "You're not going to school to be a DJ." So I was, <laughs> so I could never get into, even though like I would have all this like extra free time in high school to like go do programs. He just for whatever reason just never let me do it. And so finally, when I went away to school, um, shout. Kentucky State University, HBCU, um, went there. And with that freedom that I got, I just was like, yo, I could finally do this. And also, too, I was broke. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents sent me $40 every two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, all my friends were upperclassmen, so they were going to the mall and going yeah. to Applebee's mm-hmm. and stuff, and Buffalo Wild Wings, Hooters. So, like, I really wanted, and I didn't want to keep eating in the calf all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, eventually it was just like, all right, well, I'm going to start stealing money behind my parents back out of my savings account so I can do things, but also to like buy a little bit of equipment here Mm. and there. And then finally, when my dad noticed it, he was just like, where's all this money gone from? 
He finally was like, all right, if you really want to do this, then I'm just going to buy you this starter kit and don't ask me for nothing else. Bought me my this little $300 kit back then with two turntables and a mixer, and I never looked back. Um, 15, coming up on 15 years later this year. Um, and That's just, crazy. Yeah, it's flown That's by for sure. Time. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think I would last this long, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, throughout college, you know, throughout Kentucky and going out to West Virginia and, um, you know, down to Atlanta and Florida for like Panama City Beach. I mm-hmm. uh, went up to Indianapolis when they had the Super Bowl up there, um, all throughout Ohio, and then finally came home from college and then started here in the city. Um, took a long break because um, it was tough trying to like regroup and get here. Like, yeah, it's it's not a good sell when you're like, well, yeah, I've been I've been spending already for five to seven years, and I've traveled all over, and they're just like, well, why haven't I heard of you? Yeah, type yeah, of thing, and it's just like, well, dang, you know, you even heard me, yeah, you ain't yeah. even heard me like work yet. So it was tough to try to get back going here in the city, and then eventually I just made the right relationships and. You know, always found a way to keep myself um, consistently working, um, always still working to improve my craft, you know, improve my brand um, and just always try to make sure that my name is attached to cool events and um, places where people can legit like express like freedom. And I don't want to say it like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a nice way of saying let loose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but essentially, like they feel comfortable to have fun. I, yeah. I think a lot of times, and not to kind of pivot away from like my background, but just, I think a lot of times people are going to places and they're just on edge mm-hmm. that they're not focused on why they even came out in the first place. Yeah. So I always try to make sure people can just really, you know, let their guard down and just have fun and enjoy themselves. But yeah, yeah 15 well, years later. Well, you do a good job at it because we be having a good old time. <laughs> a time we <laughs> had. A time we <laughs> had every time. Well, it's like no you. matter where it's at, it's like we could be at a restaurant, we gonna be turning up, we could be you know, anywhere. Yeah. And it's going to be lit and it's going to be a good time. It's great. Yeah, I try I try to make sure people get their money's worth. Oh, yeah. We'll be having a good old time. A good old time. All right. So thank you for the introduction. Also, if you are um, not a new listener here, then you would know that Kid has been on our show before. Indeed. Uh, I was one of the first people. Season one. Yeah. Please yeah. don't ask me to remember what season because, baby, I, yeah, that I'm, time I'm go was, it, was it episode three? It might have it, it been. It, been. it was hot. That's all I yeah, know. it was very hot. Um, yeah, I feel like it might be episode three or four. I, yeah, it, it's, it's either three it's, or four. What is it? I know Peachy was first. Yeah, I think Jill was second. Yeah, so it might. And have, then, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, you, you might, might be. Three. It might be three or four. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a time. So we kind of want you to fill us in on what has changed. Since the last time you were here with us on the podcast, at least, because we see you. Ooh, so that was what? 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, a lot has changed, actually. Um, so are we talking like just business or professional? Like professionally or personally? Whatever, Whatever you want to share. Um, I'm talking like me. Hmm. Girl. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. <laughs> Quit, quit before we be on the after dark <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah definitely a lot has changed um i am pivoted i guess with the way i do business um i've tried to focus more on um being a partner 
um, with the venues that I, I work at. So like trying to throw events and pop ups and, um, you know, mixers and things like that of my own, um, trying to become a, a entity rather than just a DJ. Right. Um, also putting myself out there more, um, showcasing like my personality. Mm-hmm. So being on pods and, you know, interviews and, and, you know, working on panels and, you know, being more involved in the community. Like, there's a lot of things I don't post and talk about, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I guess clearly because we yeah. didn't know your life. <laughs> um, but definitely, that is something that I'm working on now. Like, just to showcase more of like who I am as an individual um, and what I bring to the table, um, showing that I can do more than just DJ. Um, but yeah, just working to working to be more of a of a brand, um, and not just be this asset to a, a business to really be more of a partner um unfortunately some of the places that i was back then in 2018 I'm, I'm no longer at some places closed some places you know i just moved on from um but again the main focus now is just trying to do things on my own and, and plan my own events because i think i could really put together some dope things you can we know that already yeah <laughs> but like now, really what you need to do is do some of your ballet moves at the <laughs> event. I'm not. No, I'm not I would come just for that. I mean, I would come anyway. I'm not going to plie. I'm not going to plie. It's not happening. Grand plie, not just no. a regular. No, I'm just playing. Shariah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just in my But shout out to me knowing what a plie is. Yes, listen. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise? Um, there's a bunch. Can I pick more than one? Yeah. All right. Three, the three I want to go to for sure. One is that you make a lot of money. That is a myth. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that now. Okay. That is a myth. And I only say it's a myth because it's based upon the market you're in and it's based upon what you're able to negotiate it. Mm -hmm. You can be a great talent Mm -hmm. and a lot of your faves are great talents, but they're not making any money. And that's just because either they're not able to negotiate well or they are just not branding and marketing in a way that allows them to make that money right. Um, The market also may not allow for it um, because people want to spend money on what they want to spend money on. A DJ may not be as valued in a certain market. Um, So the money isn't always there. The second thing is, is that, you know, every song in the world. I don't know why people, when they, especially when they're requesting the song, they're like, you got that one song that, um, you know how I go to, uh, uh, to, uh, 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 and you're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, why don't you learn the words or even know the artist? They don't even know the artist. They just, they just know they like, they'll try to give you like half a a, a word in the lyric. Mm -mm. And it's like, yeah, do you know this song? Or that you instantly have access all the time to all the music in the world. You can't get it off YouTube. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> like, do you know what that would sound like if I was just playing YouTube video? <laughs> it sounds awful. And there are some DJs who play nothing but sound, uh, YouTube rips. But, um, yeah, that's another c- misconception is that you just know every single song ever in existence and that you just, yeah, no. Um, the last one is is that uh, DJs have hoes. Not all the DJs have hoes. Some DJs have hoes. I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm not even going to lie and say like there are like DJing isn't a um, profession that 
allows you to get a lot of attention from the opposite sex. Because yeah, also, too, the women DJs get hit on by yeah. men as well. Yeah. So I, I won't even like acknowledge like it's not a thing, but I won't say that all DJs instantly have hoes because yeah. it's like, oh, man, I wish I had some hoes. You know what? <laughs> I'll start DJing. <laughs> Ta-da! I got hoes now. Like, no, it doesn't work like get that. Get on the ones and twos yeah. and give me some hoes. Yeah, no. So that, that's probably the thing. That is, a, It's a good point, though. Like, I think a lot of people don't, don't understand that just like when you're DJing you're like you're a friendly person like you're a nice person so people are going to come up to you and talk to you but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have anything to do with them outside of hey how you doing you were at my other event uh, let's keep it pushing. also I think for the most part people don't realize that when someone is DJing they're focused on DJing it's yes, working, they're, they're working. Oh, can I add that as number four my god <laughs> man it'd be people who be trying to have a full-blown conversation with me while I'm working. Like, yeah. and they see that uh, my hands are working and moving <laughs> and they sitting here trying to dap me up and I'm just like, bruh, hold on. Like, yeah. stop. Like, just give me a second. I feel like people do that because they think it gives them some air of importance. Like, they yeah. feel like, oh, somebody sees me talking to the DJ. So the entitlement. Okay, I'm entitlement has just been killing me lately, man. It's just crazy. Like, because it's not hard to just like walk in, do a little quick piece sign. Know, hey, hey, I'm here. What's up? You know, Head keep nine, it pushing. You know? I, like, I see you. You see, I see you, but you still have to go the extra yeah. length. And it's just, yeah. That's okay. probably my biggest pet peeve right now. It's just the entitlement that people have towards DJs. That's one of my favorite things. Like, when we come places to hear you DJ like watching your face is hilarious yeah I I try I work on this I've I've worked on this so much but it's just I can't help it man I'm just looking I just be sitting there like they are getting on his nerves they are getting on his (laughs) like get to the point (laughs) yeah man what's up how you been you working and I'm just like do you see all of these people (laughs) having a good time why are you trying to engage like this can wait text me call me later call me tomorrow like get your life like yeah no I I could go on a whole I could do a whole TED talk on the entitlement right now. It's that's, just that's yeah. a good point though. Like people just try so hard to attach themselves to mm-hmm. any like to your brand or to your name or just like you said, like you know they're trying to get to some of the house that they think that you have. Devil's advocate though, I because this is something that I've actually started to try to be more conscious of um, over the past couple years. Um, sometimes people are doing it as a um, Anxiety mechanism. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. there might be people who are out and about, particularly if they're by themselves, and yeah. they're like, hey, the only person I, I know, know in this room the is the DJ. Yeah. So I'm going to come up to the DJ and engage with the DJ to, because that makes me feel better in the setting. Yeah. So I've tried to learn to give a little bit more grace um, as That's it relates fair. to that. But still, still like, bro, just like, hold on. Give me a like, second. I don't come to your job and sit next to your computer <laughs> okay. and say, hey, like, what are you doing? Yeah, so what's, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's up? How you living, man? Yeah, man, why I ain't seeing in a while? The whole time you typing away on the keyboard. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I, I, I see both sides, but it's it still can be annoying. That's that's fair. So how do you stay in tune with trends, especially in the age of social media? Follow women. <laughs> follow women. <laughs> follow women. On, have Have women. Great. Excuse me. Let me make sure I quantify this. Have great platonic friendships <laughs> with women. There you go. And follow women on social media. That's, that's all you have to do. That's fair. If you listen... And pay attention to what the women are doing, particularly as a DJ. You'll have all the music. You'll have the 
the lingo. Like, I'm not saying you got to be walking around talking about, oh, she ate, but, you know, <laughs> like, you don't got to do that. But, I mean, you know, the little, just follow the trends. Just, yeah. just you don't even got to do it. Just keep up with it. Be mm-hmm. knowledgeable about it. The same way I can play the the candy, you know, the legs and hips body and just, and mixing that in with Listen, other stuff I play. That like, is it's one of okay. my favorite the mixes. I'm like, yes. It's, inter- awesome. it's entertaining. It keeps yes. people engaged. It's like, oh, okay. He know what he doing type yeah. of thing, you know. So just doing those little things, um, watching the IG captions, you know. Okay, what song is that they you know listening to now with TikTok and the reels? What songs are they listening to? What songs are they using more mm-hmm. frequently? Um, in addition to looking at you know uh, the songs people post on social mm-hmm. media, like what are they listening to? What's in their year in um, playlist? What's um, something people are talking about they're anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's so crazy because when you think about like TikTok in particular, a song can come and go so fast on yeah. TikTok just yes. because of TikTok. Quickly. Like we've seen songs that are from like times past that have had a resurgence on TikTok, you know, because somebody played a 15 to 30 second clip. Mm-hmm. People create songs you know, just specifically, specifically for, for yeah. TikTok, yeah. and then it blows up into this whole thing. Shout out to Van Van. Um, Man, listen, <laughs> I'm waiting on that to listen, drop. I just need her daddy girl. to not talk okay, all on yeah. the beginning of we, the song. Yeah. That's right, it. Sir, we beg of you. We are here to see our niece. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. But, you know, just like those type of things, you know, you have to pay attention more than you than people have ever had to pay attention before. Because I feel like yeah. DJs are typically in tune with their audience and the crowd Ooh, but I, I said typically I Emphasis said typically Yes or no? <laughs> I, think, I think it just depends on where you are. Yeah. And and this and I'm t- and I'm this is for me typically being on the side of DJs but again I've lately tried to see things from the other perspective more and mm-hmm. now and lately I have been noticing hey man folks are shit like yeah. like yeah. bro like pay attention to the crowd yeah yes. like pay attention to the people like i understand you may be in like your creative zone and yeah. you just like i'm killing it but like people are not having fun like yeah. you may be sonically doing an amazing job you may be scratching and doing all of the dope mixes but it's not executing because the people it's are not, not responding yeah. to yeah. it it's not what they want to hear right so you have to find that happy medium where you're able to satisfy your personal goal of Mm -hmm. am i doing a good job Mm -hmm. and then the professional requirement of you which is am i catering to the people am i allowing the people to enjoy themselves are the people getting from me what they came to expect yeah i think that's a really good point um that's also something that we talked about with our last guest with um be nutty about how like if you don't have the like if you come in and you're playing like 80s and 90s music but you're People that you're DJing to, or or you know, are at your events, are born in the 2000s. They might not, you know, yeah. mesh as well with and that music. Yeah, I think you know, like there there are some moments where that you can have like people like throwbacks, where you can throw one or two in, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it puts people in a certain place of nostalgia. But if you have a full Gen Z audience and you playing Jodeci, they not really go. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah. They're not gonna get you know, it. Because, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like, if you if you did that with a millennial crowd, of course, a lot of us experience that. But then a lot of our 
parents were mm-hmm. also around, around that time. Whereas Gen Z, a lot of their parents, like, it's it's a completely different crowd. You got to look at, you know, the late 90s, the early mm-hmm. 2000s, the 2010s. Gen Z, you know, Gen Z, and, and it's crazy because it just shows how much older I'm getting. But Gen Z, like, like... Oh, I remember this when I was in middle school, kind of thing. Bro, I'd be like, is like teach me how to Dougie and yeah. and new boys like you're a jerk type yeah. type of I'm stuff. Like, like the, the scary part to me is I like for some Gen Z people, their parents are our age. Yes, yes. and that is scary yes. to yes. me. It's yes. like what is yes. going on? That that but speaking of stuff that's resurgent, them on TikTok, all the dances mm. that we did like as young like yes. college students, they're finding now and it's like, yes. oh my gosh, like this I new dance and you're like pin, we were pin dropping like fifteen years ago. But it they'll it's also interesting because like I feel like when we were at that formative age that they are now and we were either doing recycled dances or dancing to older songs and our parents or their peers would be looking like, I can't believe y'all are doing this to this song. And so, like, it's so funny to me when I see a song on TikTok where, like, teach me how to jerk, but they doing a completely different, like, dance. I'm like, what is happening? No, what killed me was that whole Harlem Shake movement and they were not at all doing the Harlem Shake. Yeah, that's... Decided that this was okay, bro. I'm like, at this point, I'm calling the police on you Okay. Because I don't know what y'all doing. I'm calling this Harlem. Is, this is wild. This is wild. Yeah, get Jim on the phone. Because <laughs> this is disrespectful. <laughs> this, is, this is insane. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say about social media, um, when it comes to, like, DJing and, like, hosting events and stuff, one thing that I have um, noticed about you over the years is that you're not afraid to take a stance on, like, when women are being harassed or mistreated or... Um, you know, just don't have a safe environment. So I do feel like you do a, a great job at providing us with that. Like, you know, it's some people that aren't going to call out certain things. So it's like, I'm not going to go to your event because I don't trust you. <laughs> and, you. And you know what? It's interesting that you bring that up because we are starting to see more of artists take responsibility for the their audiences at their show. So Which they should have always done. They should have, it, yes, absolutely. But it done. hasn't always been the case. And yeah. so you'll see like a clip floating around of an artist who stopped their show because they saw somebody in distress, whether it be mm-hmm. medical distress, whether it be somebody was harassing them, and they will call attention to that so that they can get the proper care and assistance that they I, need. I am happy that they're doing it. But they're only doing it because they saw how much money Travis Scott lost. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> that. He at lo- what he, cost? He, I think he could have e- easily lost upwards of ten to twenty million. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because of him not doing that show, missing out on I believe Coachella, mm-hmm. um, and just basically all he didn't really do any shows. I don't think yeah. last year. Yeah. So he he didn't get to do the Rolling Louds. Like he he lost a lot of money. So yeah, uh, yeah artists understand. Hey, there's a financial oh, yeah. implication not to, say to that it. That they they're not conscious of the implications of it, but I do yeah. think it speaks to a larger um, goal too. Because yeah, you need to of course start gonna, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um. No, but as far as taking a stance, absolutely. I mean, again, I. My goal is always, first and foremost, is, yeah, to make sure everybody has fun. But the way to easily do your job as a DJ is to make sure the women have fun. Mm-hmm. And I would be completely irresponsible if I didn't um, speak for the women or show some type of um, acknowledgement to their experience 
and also how my goal is to always make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. and enjoy themselves. Um, if you can't do that for your patrons, what are we doing? Yeah, why are you're, you even in business? Yeah, like you, you, you're you're not gonna get consistent, you know, support from people, um, and that's just my way of also just giving back. Like I get a lot of support from my women friends and just the women that come to the events that I do. They particularly help keep me booked. You know, if sure. if promoters or businesses see like, hey, this person will bring out. Um, not only just women, but like great, yeah, like a good, crowd. a good crowd of women. Like there's a difference between just getting a body in the door and somebody mm-hmm. that's going to contribute mm-hmm. to yeah. a positive environment or going to even maybe come back even yeah. on a night like that. I may not be there like you, that woman, you know, we'll, we'll just say women because, you know, I mean, you got a hey, shout out to the fellas, too. But like the women typically are going to be more consistent, you know, um, patrons than yeah. than the men. But it's like, hey, the women may have had a really great experience in said venue, and they may just come in on another day like, hey, let me just go back and check this place Mm -hmm. out. Maybe when it's not as busy so I can really experience it. Um, And then they'll bring people with them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the ones more engaged on social media. So now you see more of your work and your brand expanding out to more people. They, you know, help elevate you in terms of referrals. Like, the women just... Hold me down. And I just have to make sure that they know that I'm being a proper ally and making sure that they have fun and that they feel safe. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So we're going to take a little bit of a pivot. So who are three people who have been the most influential to you? Whew. Um, man, because I don't want to leave nobody out. Cause this is a lot of, well, it's not a lot of people, but I'll say the top three. Um. In terms of me being a DJ, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, the originator, um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, man, he is just incredible. Like that's a good one. Yeah, incredible. His knowledge of music, his skill set is flawless. His technique is perfect. I mean, it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Every time, like I um, watch his. Um, Afternoon mixes um, that he does during the week, uh, his lunch, we call them the lunch, magnificent lunch break. Um, but just listening to those, his Friday night, you know, streaming, um, just how he's just able to kind of put together his sets is just really great. Um, because he's, his goal when he DJs is to not hit you over the head with hits per se, but it's to more so take you on a musical journey. Like he'll yeah. t- he'll show you like how records got set. Like that's one of the things I, I like taking from him is how the sample goes, and then he'll show how they made it into the song and, and mixing it yeah. in, um, and just different genres and it's just he's just amazing. So yeah. definitely Jeff first and foremost. Um, I would say from a local standpoint, um, my guy DJ Ray. Um, he's like been a really big. Um, he's official DJ for the Lions mm-hmm. now, so shout out to him. Oh, that's lit. Um, and he's been doing now the uh, USFL games. Mm-hmm. Not that they've been coming here um, to Detroit, uh, so he's real dope. Um, but he has been just a great um, role model in terms of carrying yourself, um, how to deal with the politics of working in Detroit. Um, 
you know, music, how not being afraid to take that that risk of like playing the stuff you personally like mixed in with the normal stuff um, because it shows people how like, oh, OK, like I like how you mix yeah. then such and such like you, you know how to touch different areas. So definitely Ray. Um, and then third would have to be. Hmm. Um, man, it's like a toss up, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got people that, that have influenced me, but I would say like on a direct standpoint, like, so Jeff, Ray, um, and this is bad. <laughs> uh, I guess we gotta, we gotta have at least one question that. that yeah, this, that this one is getting up. me, yeah, uh, yeah, you know? Cause like they've got, in like they've influenced me for certain things. Um, I guess it would have to be the third would have to be DJ Mo Beats, who's Big Sean's DJ, also mm-hmm. from Detroit. Yep. Um, Mo Beats has always been somebody that is a great DJ. A, um, he's definitely always found like he keeps in the know about the trends from a DJ standpoint, the latest tech, um, the latest gear. Uh, he's definitely really great at that. And so finding how he's able to stay in touch with those types of metrics in the DJ community is always dope. Um, so he's always basically keeping me on my toes as far as like, hey, check this out, try out this. Um, honorable mention, uh, my guy DJ Cuts. There we go. Shout that's, out to Cuts. That's Please. who. I, okay. It was a toss up between Cuts or Mo Beats. Um, Cuts is like... I, I I mean I call him my OG, but I, the way I look up to him is like he's an older version of me. Like I think sometimes we got a personality of the same where it's like we will uh will will be like really tough on other DJs sometimes because it's like man, yeah the crowd rocking, but we talking about the skills. So, um, no, he's really dope. Like where cuts will have such a knowledge of all kind of stuff and then could still take it ratchet. Um, you know, so yeah, cuts, cuts is my guy. Um, and all, he also does like the sound and light stuff that okay. I've been trying to get into a lot more lately too. So yeah, uh, I, I would say cuts for sure. Nice. So what's a favorite song of yours that you never play? And what's a song request that you get often that surprises you? Um, Song I'd never get to play mm-hmm. that's a favorite of mine. Um, huh. man, that's a tough one because I generally try to play all of the songs that I really, really like. Uh, man, that is tough that I never <laughs> get to play. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into the hard question, yeah, yeah. that I never yeah. get to play. Man, it's definitely an old R&B song. I would have to say probably Isley Brothers' Summer Breeze. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that song is not necessarily a deep cut, but... But it's not something I get to play. Yeah. 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 Like, it's a very particular crowd that will appreciate that or appreciate it. Yeah. Summer Breeze, for sure. Okay. So, second part of your question. Oh. Oh. I I was like, well, I'm supposed to say Oh, yeah. No. Uh, What's the song request you get often that surprises you? 
um, any R. Kelly at this point. Like, why? why? What are we doing? Let's talk Leave about it. Robert Leave out of it. Robert in jail. I just Where he belongs. I, like I un- I just don't understand people's sense of lack of awareness. Like you understand his situation, mm-hmm. what the music is inspired by, mm-hmm. what it represents. And you are still like, well, hey, I'm going to separate the music from the person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can't because He's the music. Talking about yeah, the music the is a result. Yeah, yeah, is a result of his just nasty actions with children. So yeah. I, I don't understand how you can even listen to the music the same <laughs> way you once did. Exactly. So I think that immediately there's an issue there with you. But the other part of it is it's just like. Read the room. Yes. Yes. I was actually at an event this weekend. It was a pop-up shop. And, you know, we're like walking around. It's outside. Everyone's having a good time. But there were a lot of children entrepreneurs there. So I was like, oh, you know, I love all the babies are out, whatever. We're all having a good time. And the DJ's like, yeah, we're about to turn up. Boom. Drops R. Kelly. What song? (laughs) Step in the Name of Love or Happy People? No, it was uh, was Happy People. (sighs) Yuck. Yeah. And I was just like. Read the room. Sir, what? Man, I was doing a wedding. Uh, this past weekend at L Club, and um, I played a little bit of everything um, because, uh, for one, it was an interracial marriage, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to mm-hmm. touch a lot, yeah, a lot of, of different, different yeah. So I, there was a mix. Like the the couple themselves typically wanted like two thousands hip hop and R and B, and then they just had like a couple of like personal faves. Um, but considering the crowd, I had to play. You know, Michael Bubble, and I played Frank Sinatra. I played. <laughs> I don't even know who Michael Bubble is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's... he means Michael Buble. Oh, Buble. Excuse me. I don't know why I call him Michael Bubble. Um, I'm like. Buble. There we I'm go. Like there we go. 99% yeah. sure. Yeah. Buble. Yeah. So if he, you heard him, you would know who yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like a more modern, like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Okay. Like a big bands. Yeah, yeah, Waltz. I'm calling him Michael stuff. Bubble for now. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Bubble. <laughs> I'm just not going to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I read it as bubble, but um, yeah, so like playing that and then playing, you know, pop stuff and, you know, then, you know, adding in the line dances, Motown. So like I had to play a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was this older woman who came up and she was just like, hey, you got uh, anything we can like, like hustle to? And I was just like, I mean, sure, I guess. The room at the time, I just with the crowd, I wasn't getting it. Like, yeah, yeah. you could get the wobble and you could get like Cupid Shuffle because those are like, you yeah, know. Directional. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Know what to do. But I like when I played some of the R&B songs, like the younger, I guess I, I'll just say it, the younger black people like did that. But for the most part, anything older, they weren't doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just asked her, I was like, sure, you know, no problem. You know, what, what, what are you thinking? Do you have like an actual song? to? That's also too. Yeah. Can I just pivot real quick? <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve with requests is that people never request what they want. What they want. They'll yeah. just say, hey, can you play something in the ballroom too? And it's like, well, you clearly have something in, in mind. mind. Yeah. So yeah. why not just tell me that song? Like literally make a, we're not. My boy True says this all the time. He's like, we're DJs. We take requests. We're not mind readers. Yeah. Tell us what you want and we will let you know if we can accommodate it. Right. But for her, she was just like, yeah, play something you can ballroom to. And I was just like, um, OK, well, what did you have in mind? Like, do you have a song like something specific? <laughs> okay. and she was like, um, she was like, yeah. Uh, well, no, she didn't even say that name. Love. She just said R. Kelly. 
She straight up said R. Kelly. She was bold with it. Bold with and it. And I miss mamas. And she was, she was older. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, all right. They can't seem to let him go. I don't know why. They well, just I do because, I mean, look at the track record of the musicians. Rest of yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they didn't come from a stellar group. So yeah. it ain't like, you know, they had shining examples. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like to me, and I'm not a DJ, so I don't know, but I feel like it's not that hard to not play him. It's very easy. I've, <laughs> I haven't played R. Kelly's song since, what, 2014? 2013, 2014. It's a choice. It's, it, it really is. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, I went to a party and they like literally played like 15 minutes of him, like just straight through. And I was like, I cannot take this. Because even there was like take it. a period of time where one of his songs was trending on TikTok. And I'm like, Yeah, uh, that leg shaking. Uh, yeah, leg shaking. Now, to be fair, I did, when I heard it, I had never heard it before. So I didn't know yeah, that, it, that was him. But it, then when I looked at the thing and it said his name, I'm like, oh, Yeah, okay. it's it's a it's a it was when he was uh it was when um this is it probably came out like twenty fourteen. Yeah, 2015. so it's a fairly fairly recent song. For him, yeah. But at the same time I'm like, this is not even TikTok. Like, how did we get here? It was the kids dancing for me. Like, like, are you comfortable with your child dancing to this song, period? But Actually, I take that back. I I take that back. I was still spinning at Flux, I think, the last time I spun him. And that was, of course, but this was, like, when I first started at Flux. So this was, like, maybe, like, yeah, like, around 14, maybe 15. And I think Step in the Name of Love, Happy People, uh, what's the, uh, the, the one, his, the other one he got, uh, it was a newer joint. I hope I, I don't. I, for context purposes, I'm gonna look it up, but I'm not gonna play this song at all. Yeah. Um. Was it I spin that? Oh no, he had. Yeah, he was. It was during the DJ Mustard era, so he had to spin that with him and Jeezy, mm-hmm. and then so that was getting played. Oh yeah, I'm like. Yeah, spin yeah. that, and then it was one more. Uh, what was it from? Number one hit. There we go. Mm-hmm. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah, number one hit. Wild to me, like just just let him go. It's not that deep. Like I saw this post the other day and it had me weak. It said um, that Isaac Curry should re-record all of R. Kelly's music, and it tickled the hell out of me because he does sound like him. Like his uh, he has a song called "Clean This House," and it I was like, is Robert <laughs> okay doing let me, let me gospel music? Right. Wait a minute. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, it's Isaac Curry. So I mean, I'm on board with him re-recording. Uh, one of his songs because it's one of my favorite gospel songs and I don't listen to it anymore because he's on there hollering. So, you know, you know. Oh, right. anyways, we're going to get up off Robert because I don't got time. Okay. Yeah. We're going to really end up on After Dark fucking around, fooling around with him. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to clean it up. Girl, I don't know why. Like, we ain't said way worse on this damn show. We have, but, you know, I'm trying to do better with my life. Anyways, so what do you wish everybody understood about your job as a DJ? Um, that it is very difficult to keep a room of 150 to 200 to 250 to sometimes 300 people mm-hmm. all happy at once. Yeah, I can it understand that. It is very difficult. Um, and it speaks to what I was talking to about before, um, the entitlement, where unfortunately the fact that everybody has all of this music readily available in their mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. their perception of how they receive music, they assume that's the way everybody does. So because you ride around to this song all day, every day on your phone, enjoying it, you instantly believe that other people will have that same share, uh, share that same appreciation for the song. So when people come up with requests, particularly also when you add in the influence of alcohol, 
but mm-hmm. people have just this burning desire to get that song played immediately right yeah. then and there because they can't they have to satisfy this insatiable crave of I want to hear my favorite song right now. Yeah. Not realizing that they are within a space occupied by other people who also have other fav- their favorite song wanting to be played. So that's why simply a request is a request. It's not mandatory. Yeah. I don't have to do at first I don't have to Probably do it. Won't. That's the first thing. I, lately you I've been want, trying to You want to be, hear it played in your car on the way. Yeah. It's, well that is my <laughs> rationale cuz I'm like so wait a minute. And this is particularly when people are like, sometimes they're joking, but a lot of other times they're serious. Well, they'll say, I mean, it was cool, but like, I didn't really have fun because you ain't play my favorite song. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you didn't play such and such. I'm like, I did play that. Oh, well, I got here late and I didn't hear it. And I said, well, that's not really my fault. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, you mean to tell me out of all the other songs you heard and you was turning up and standing and, and twerking and jumping around and having a great time, you all in your phone. You mean to tell me all of that? was invalidated instantly because you did not hear that same song that you heard when you woke up, when you was in the car on your way to work. You listened to it maybe while you was in the gym after you got off work. You listened to it again on your way home, and you probably was seeing other people post the song on your timeline or hearing it attached to somebody else's story or something. You're telling me you did not have fun? So that's always annoying. But um, it's very difficult to keep people entertained and happy for two, three, four, five hours at a time. Yeah. Um, it's not hard. I mean, excuse me, it's not easy. Yeah. And it takes extreme patience um, and understanding and reading people and body language mm-hmm. to keep the atmosphere right. You know, I take pride in making sure I create a dope vibe and that I read the room and that I, you know, take into account everybody in the room. You know, you've made jokes like before, like how I had the uh, the Latin version of car- of, uh, of uh, what's the name? Uh, Bodak Yellow or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? And I, you know, killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. I caught the black. I got the black people because they know, oh, this, yeah. hey, boy, yeah. and then the black people like, oh, wait a minute, this is Spanish. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? So and like. I still be vibing. Don't mean on what he's saying. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like. But but that's that's where I try to again I I try to pride myself on tapping every portion of the room yeah. you know is it a little Afrobeat is it some pop is it some EDM remixes is it some jit is it you know yeah. hip hop R and B like it's I try to make sure I tap everything and it's just it's not easy to do I make it look easy yeah for sure like and I think that's maybe the other part um to kind of segue into is that people think DJing is easy so that everybody can pick it up and do it. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying people can't pick it up and do it, but you have to pick it up and do it and right. And really do it. You have to practice. You have to learn music. You have to learn the library. You have to, I would recommend DJs take a music theory class Mm -hmm. so that you understand sonically music and how it's played, how vocals over certain um, instruments sound a certain way or, you know, bass and drums, you know, how you can't, how when you're layering drums, how that sounds when you're transitioning, um, playing songs within the right key and matching yeah. key. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of different aspects to DJing that people don't even understand and they think it's just play the songs. Yeah. And, and it's more to it than that. Way yeah. more. I think one of my favorite things like that I noticed, um, you know, after being at events, or, like, you know, just talking to you while you're at events. Like, mm-hmm. unlike other people, I wait for you to come down and, like, you know, <laughs> Thank have you. a conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but I remember one time we were talking and you were saying how, like, 
you know, you play like certain twerk songs and you like to give the people a break. And I'm yeah. like, that makes sense because yeah. I am 32. I'm exhausted. My knees hurt. My knees hurt. I can't breathe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I need, need some water. Second. Yeah, it's hot. People like. She needs some milk. Yeah. Like back, <laughs> like back in the days in the clubs, like there was. Like yeah, there were dance clubs, mm-hmm. and they would just dance. Power hour, but there yeah. were but there was also periods within the club where they would smooth it out a little bit, yeah. and then that's when you got your two person dancing, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So you do have a, a responsibility to keep your people safe. You yeah. know, you can't yeah. twerk them out to death. Like really it's a lot. Um, you have to find a, a balance, you know. You don't want to trap them out. You don't want to be all, you know, yeah. throwing up gang signs. Yeah. You, you have a little bit of that in there. <laughs> Let them do that. Yeah. But you also want to have them be at a space, too, where it's like, hey, we're singing along. It's we relaxed. It's calming the mood for a yeah. second, you know, getting things kind of reset. And I always, perfect example of how I even DJ is, it's like a roller coaster. Mm. Take them up early in the night. All right, you start getting the energy a little bit more fast paced. Cool. Then it's like boom. Then you smooth it out a little bit. Throw a little Afro B, some reggae, a little bit of that. Then all right, cool. Then we taking it back up. All right, now we get into the club trap stuff. All right, then we go up even more. Then you get the the peak stuff where it's like all right, now we about to really take the energy high. So for some DJs, it's dreams and nightmares. Some other DJs, it's first day out. Some other people is geeked up. Like yeah. it's just it's whatever whatever is your your go to record that really like. All right, now we about to really take this more. Then that's where that period is. So then you're just like up, 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 up. Just all the hype, you know, super popular records, and then you start smoothing it out. You go to throwbacks, the R and B, the hust, the ballrooms, getting that, and then end of the night, you should be into your sing along. So yeah. for me, it's where I want to be. It's mm-hmm. other DJs. It's I'm going down. The other DJs like, can we talk? I mean, I'm not a big fan of that I, I personally like i'm ready more but um yeah that's but yeah like you know or, lately it's been superstar you know because of the challenge like everybody's been bringing it back but aside from that those are like the records how you should end the night like i don't understand the whole aspect of people wanting to leave the club on 10 i, I never got that's, that that's what leads I, to fights i was yes, about to say i don't think they understand it leads to fights like yeah one of my friends from college he says this all the time one night we went out at like all hell just broke loose. Like, everybody was in fights. People got arrested. It was all kind of shit. And so he's like, the next morning, we all sitting together kind of recapping the night. And he's like, this is what happened when we listened to Waka Flocka on the way to the party, y'all. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But, again, devil's advocate, I have had full-out brawls happen while, back in college, like, when Trey Songs was being played. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it can, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you're in a mood to fight, you in a mood to yeah, fight. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. When they say it's on site, they don't care who, okay, who it's on the background. It's on site. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely, uh, you you got to just just practice, man. <laughs> just really put that put the work in. So, yeah, that's, that's the biggest one, is that it's easy to do, and it's not. So you've talked about this a little bit throughout the episode, but I really want to hone in on what you think um, in terms of what you do as a DJ and how it can be a positive influence on like your peers or specifically other DJs. Um, what I do, yes. like my my own specific like day to day, I just try to um, I try to make sure my DJ peers understand how empowered they should be. Um, with their talent um, never go into a situation believing that you need 
the other party. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I tried to become my own entity and brand. So like becoming more of a partner um, with venues and throwing my own things as opposed to me going to a venue saying, hey, just can I DJ type of thing? It's like, well, hey, no. Instead of me just DJing, I'm looking to start up a whole a, a night here. I, I want to bring in additional business. I want to bring more awareness to your business because I think this is a dope spot. I think it has more potential. So let's work out a partnership and really elevate this as opposed to just you're only like only looking at yourself as just a DJ. Mm -hmm. You know, as a DJ, yes, you are talented. You play to the music. You are connected to the people but you can be so much more than that you can you can throw your own events you can be involved in the community more you can be an advocate you can speak out on causes you can um you know go and talk to you know kids at schools and volunteer programs um you don't have to just look at what you do um as a entertainment item um you have more impact than you realize and just seeing some of like my you know DJ friends who are, you know, bigger names like my guy DJ, speaking of which, my guy DJ Flo, he's uh, Shy Glizzy's um, DJ in D.C. And lately he's been Meek Mill's official tour okay. DJ. Um, but every year he does this weekend called Flow Weekend. And he does the, uh, events in Baltimore and D.C. because he went to Morgan State. Okay. Um, but he does events in both cities. He does uh, one of the dopest uh, events that he just did because it just passed, I think, like last week or week before last. Um, but he does things at all levels, right? So, like, for the kids, he was able to get um, community sponsorships and they rented out a, a movie theater, like the entire movie theater. All of the all of the theaters at this movie theater, and they rented it out for I think they said like three or five hundred kids. Oh wow! To go to the movies for free. Yeah, um, that's dope. So he does that, and then he also does like the high school giveaways and um, you know, working with you know businesses to give away scholarships to students. So like he's really involved in the community. So yeah, on top of him being a club DJ and being very Tour dope. DJ, yeah. He's also a, a staple in terms of the, the nightlife, but also makes his presence known from a community standpoint. Um, and when by him doing that, it makes those brands attached to him more yeah. because it's saying, yeah. hey, I mean, he's not doing the corny thing like, hey, I'm an influencer and look at these free shirts and I'm wearing this clothes. <laughs> like he's putting boots to the ground mm -hmm. to really show this is what I'm capable of. And by him doing that, it then makes people want to connect with him more. So that's when I say that DJs have much more um, power than they realize. You can be more than just, I just go to clubs and play music. Like, you you can do way more. So where do you see your brand specifically over the next five years? Um, Again, becoming... Um, more of a figure, a public figure. Um, I know I selected that on my IG, but I'm leaning into that a lot more. Um, I want to uh, really work in the community more. Um, actually, over these next maybe um, two years, I really want to work on um, getting my 501c3 status um, as a part of my L3c. So making that as a division. 
um, doing scholarships uh, for students. Um, and even if it's something small, like I just start out like $500 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, Everything counts. Yeah. Uh, trust me. I, man, back in college, I was, or back in high school, I was, it didn't matter. It was okay, just like, yo, I can get money? 500, mm-hmm. 500 could go a long way. Yeah. Gotta buy a few books. Man. So um, just, you know, doing scholarships. Um, I want to do some event, um, you know, environment cleanups. Uh, I want to throw some concerts. Uh, I really would love to get more into hospitality management and helping uh, restaurants and bars being as a consultant. You know, I want to get my John Taffer on, you know, Um, but really just, again, becoming a figure more involved in hospitality and community aspects on top of me DJing still and throwing my own events. Okay, so related question. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? that I was passionate about what I did. Okay. Um, I, I get a, <laughs> I get a lot of flack sometimes from my DJ peers cause uh, they think, uh, well, I want to say some, well, some, sometimes DJ peers, sometimes it's promoters, but, um, I talk too much. Right. <laughs> um, and I've scaled back on that over the years, like, Hey, everything doesn't need to be said. Um, but I will stand my ground if I feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I care about my craft. I care about my business. I care about my brand. I care about the relationships that I develop. And I have a standard that I carry myself with. So at any point in time, if I'm not getting that, Mm -hmm. I'm exit stage left. I'm out of there. And I hope that it's not necessarily seen as me being difficult rather than, again, me just having a passion for what I do, what I value myself to be, and where I hope other people can also meet that same level of passion. That's real. Okay, so throughout your um, journey, you know, as a DJ, as you've experienced things, you've learned and had growth, what's been your favorite moment as a DJ thus far? Whew, favorite moment? Um... Man, I've got a lot of them. So, I, and I, I, can't, I can't remember her name. But there was a time a woman came to me um, after a gig. And she was just like, and I, and I didn't know her. I mean, I, it, I didn't know her at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot who it is now. But at the time, she had said, yo, I just want to thank you. And I'm like, what for? She was just like, I, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I always said I was going to make it out to one of your events. I never could. I finally made it to this event. She said, I had the best time of my life ever tonight. Mm-hmm. She said, I had been in such a, a depression um, over the last few months, like she had like lost her job. She had got a breakup. Like she just like one bad thing just kept happening to her from what she said. And she was just like, tonight was the first time that I had just like let go and just let just stop worrying about everything and just really enjoyed myself. And she was like, I really thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. That's awesome. That's and it, it just it felt really great for me because I'm like, this is 
what I do it for. I probably would have started crying. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. I, I I didn't want to. I mean, I, I I gave her a big hug and I told her I really appreciated her, but internally I was for sure crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but, that that would have got me. But yeah, that that one that was that was major. That was okay. best. That's awesome. So, are there any future events you can share with us? Where can people find you? Um, so coming up this weekend, uh, Friday, I will be at Willis Show Bar. Um, shout out to my guy DJ Rose Spit. Uh, well, he just goes by Rose Spit, but I will be DJing with DJ No Request, uh, his alter ego. So his event is called Let the DJ Lead You. Um, he does this once a month where pretty much is a freestyle. Like you as a DJ, it's no request. Just come in and do you. Just whatever yeah. the hell you want to play. <laughs> Do it. Just have oh, fun. And so for me, I'm really excited about that because there are a lot of things that I don't get to play that I really love playing. There's some things creatively that I like do when I'm practicing mm-hmm. in my free time or things that I do at events before people get there um, to just kind of show off or even things that I do while people are there and I get disappointed that they don't catch what I did. Yeah. So I'm going to get to do a lot of that on uh, Friday. Uh, and then Saturday um, is my first time DJing at Big Pink, which is the new venue uh, downtown. Um, it's a really cool um, event, kind of event space. I guess you can call it a concert venue too, um, but it's really, really dope. Um, so I'll be there on Saturday. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, I don't have like like big things. I got it. Like lately I've been kind of booking um, like personal and private events. Um, but I will be, excuse me, at uh, Debo's next Saturday. I'm usually there first uh, Sunday of each month. The Saturday is kind of like a rotation thing. Um, I'm at the Breakman every first Friday. So I'm glad that, um, you know, we finally locked in like a residency, even though I'd always had a great relationship with them for going on almost three years now. Uh, no, two years. Um, and they would just kind of like ask me like, Hey, can you cover this day? But now it's like locked in, like, Hey, you know, we really rock with you type of thing. So I'm there first Fridays, uh, Pequino, Pequino Cantina. Um, uh, the street corn was so good. Yeah. It's really good (laughs) food. Yeah. Um, so there I'll be there, uh, next Thursday. I'm there every other Thursday. Um, yeah, not, not too many, like, like locked in, like big name events and residencies and stuff, but you know. Who knows? Summer's, you know, still upon yeah. us, so a lot of things can come up. Um, but on socials, again, at I am Kid McFly, um, you know, Facebook. Well, on Facebook, you can just search DJ Kid McFly, but it'll be at I am Kid McFly. Um, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Um, Got to start getting my TikToks up. I'm, I'm, I'm really working on it. I'm, I'm coming with content. Yeah. Don't, don't. I got a lot of stuff I got to sit down and edit, but I'll. Um, oh, that editing is. Oh, child. Yeah, that's not even. Yeah, I made it's just, stressful, child. Yeah, it's yeah. Stressful. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much where I'm at on socials. Okay, so we are down to our last question. The of fan the episode, favorite. The fan favorite. Okay. If you could switch places <laughs> with someone for one week, who would it be? Now, before you answer. <laughs> <laughs> just want to give a couple of disclaimers. Mm-hmm. The person that you switch places with can be dead or alive. It can be any historical So I would figure. be dead? No. No. You. No. no. <laughs> Damn. Let me finish. Dead for a week? Let me finish. I knew someone else was going to do it. You're Let the me second finish. one. You're the second person. You do not have to be dead. Yeah, you can you switch, switch with If you them. switch places with someone who is passed on, okay. you, you will be just, alive. You just somewhere. You ain't got to be dead, Okay. Mm-hmm. It can be any, any you know, person, race, gender, okay. age, um, 
you know, but you get all of their problems. Mm-hmm. You get all of their successes. You get their you get spouse, spouse, baby mama, children, whatever comes along with this person for one week. Who would you be? Hove. What? Is that <laughs> even a question? I would be hove. My wife is Beyonce. I'm worth almost $2 billion. I'm arguably the greatest rapper in the world. I, yeah, he might live a busy life, but man, just the excitement of like the life, having that life would be amazing. I almost said LeBron, but LeBron get way too much hate. Like, yeah. he get he get hate for just no reason. Yeah. Like, bruh. Like, man. Um, but yeah, it, it'd probably be Hove. That's fair. Michael Jackson also would be another one. Because that, he, but he can't go nowhere. See, yeah. Also, That's wait a minute. I want to change this answer. Because I don't, I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be a celebrity. Okay. Because okay. it costs out, it costs a lot of money for them to go outside. Joe Budden talked about this um, when he was going at Eminem. Like some years ago, but he was saying like, when you're that big of a star, it costs just for you to do regular things. Yeah, it probably costs like a, it costs like probably a hundred thousand dollars just for you to go outside. A driver, you got a security, you yep. got a driver, you got PR, you got people with you, mm-hmm. you got to pay to make sure you clear out the area. Stylist, stylist, you got to make sure the hair is always or you know depending you know for yeah. a woman you got hair, nails, the yeah. outfits, the you know you got to. If it's raining, somebody hold the umbrella for you. Pay somebody. You gotta, you know what I mean. It just it's probably expensive. it's it's probably a headache. So yeah. no, I don't think I would want to be a celebrity. Um, dang, who would I want to be? Excuse me. Dang. I mean, yeah, I would say Hove, but um, it's only a week. It's only a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hove. I'd be Hove. Hove. I'd be Hove. Yeah, I'd be Hove. Shariah, do you have an answer? Um, I do. I am going to be Usher Raymond. Okay. He's living it. He's having he a great life. He's having a great time, time right, now. right now. And I love that for him. So, yeah, I would be him. And then I also would just, like, want to go back to that moment and see what really happened between him and Chris Brown. And if I was going to be Usher in that moment, I would whoop Chris Brown's ass. He's not being Chris Brown's ass. I know he's not, but I would if I was him. <laughs> no, I'm saying either way. <laughs> he's not going to whip Chris Brown. If I'm Usher, then Usher's gonna beat Chris Brown's ass. You really gonna test Bruce Brown? Yes, I will. I'm not scared. Listen, all I'm gonna say (laughs) about Christopher Maurice Brown (laughs) Jr. If you give a little kid some juice, (laughs) that's him. (laughs) Mommy, look at the same result. Okay. Hey, I'll just say this. Uh, We could talk about this off wax, but. In his defense, and not to well, let me not even say in his defense. I could understand a reaction. Let me say that, like we ain't had, we ain't spoke, and God knows how long. And the first time I see you is you show up to my birthday, and you ain't tell me you was coming, and then you got the gall to not talk to me on my birthday <laughs> at my birthday party. Okay, Tyler, what? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's still. crazy. Why even show up? I don't know. Maybe she wants to see Usher. It ain't his damn party. <laughs> it wasn't, but she was in the show. She was in her show. Yeah, but maybe you know. But she could have easily said, "I don't," I, or just not gone. Yeah, maybe Usher was like, you know, pull up for the birthday party, and she was just like, "All right, cool." And you just not speak to the burst the ma- the person of the event. Yeah, we will talk about this offline <laughs> for sure. Okay, so my choice, and you may not know this young lady, but I think she is so gorgeous and she is literally perfect 
if you've been on social media the past couple of weeks, I would say maybe a month, you've probably seen her come across your timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a TikTok and Instagram. She has very vehemently said she is not creating a Twitter because bitches be hating on Twitter. Period. Oh, the shirty. Okay, yeah. But her name is Regina. Yeah, she fine. Yes. And Regina she's from the city. gorgeous. And I mean, oops. Never mind. <laughs> and she's from Detroit. So shout out to her. So, yes. Um, it be the women hating on her too. That's yeah. crazy. First and of all, she's it, like she made a TikTok specifically because I think people were telling her in her TikTok comments like, "Oh my God, you know you going viral on Twitter," and she was like, "I'm not making a Twitter like because it's negative over it's there. negative over there and people turn on you so fast and bitches be haters basically. You know, you yeah. remember you remember when they said uh, the only the women's only Twitter yeah. <laughs> y'all would be in hell every day. <laughs> Um, Every day. So I, yeah, I think she's so cute, and she dresses so freaking cute, and I she's love gorgeous. Her. So and I love her hair. So all the people that are like, "Oh, her hair is like an old lady," it's because y'all not from Detroit, and y'all don't know that like people walk around with that hair. Yeah, the big. I mean, and yeah. I like when she be rocking her wigs. You know, she likes to switch it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, a myth talking about black men don't like natural hair. Myth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we not even gonna get into that. Yeah, myth. We we not gonna talk about the like, people that come out the woodworks when you get locks. Okay. Crazy. Anyway, <laughs> Sheree, would you like to lead us out? Sure. So, thank you so much for listening to episode seven of season six. Thank you to Kid for coming on to the show again. Uh, make sure you are following the new kids on social media platforms at the New Kids LLC. Subscribe to our Patreon, The New Kids Detroit, and visit our website at thenewkidsdetroit.com. Wait, the website is currently down because I'm working on it, yeah. so don't visit it right now. But Just visit it and <laughs> come back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube account, The New Kids University, where we are sharing our knowledge with you. And if you have a guest in mind for our show or would like to be a guest, feel free to email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. As always, thank you for your support. Keep listening, and we hope you learned something today. Bye, everybody. All right. The new kids are out. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.